I fixed it. Hey. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Engaged Family Gaming Podcast. It is episode 279. It's me and Linda this wow. week, which means it's board game time. So, it is. Um, we got a lot to talk about. This is, a, this is a busy week because not only do we have more board games to talk about, we got a board game to unbox courtesy of Restoration Games. Shout out to them for sending us a game that has been highly anticipated by both you and I. We also have a new Magic the Gathering set to talk about, um, which means Linda can take a little bit of a nap. However, I am excited to say, and Linda's going to be curious about this, there is a Magic card that is my new literal favorite Magic card of all time in this set. My goodness. So, uh, and it will become very clear to longtime fans of me and the show when I get there. We're also, um, we're going to talk about Kickstarter because there's a new, uh, there is a new Exploding Kittens game. And uh, what else is going on? There is, uh, and and there's, there is a Marvel Zombies game from Simon that the Kickstarter, the all-in is a little bit expensive. And people are talking a lot about how they strategize with um you know with their kickstarter money and we're going to talk about how we evaluate kickstarters because both of us have gone a little crazy at different times and so we're going to be um kind of you know taking a look at all that so um linda first off how are you i haven't talked to you in a few I'm days doing great yeah it's actually been uh, a few days <laughs> It has, it's, which is wild. We usually talk quite frequently. Um, one thing I do want to say um, is I am back on my TikTok shenanigans, and you have been continuing your TikTok shenanigans. You are experimenting <laughs> with all kinds of interesting content. So uh, you you are board game teacher. So if you want to know board game, if you look up board game teacher on TikTok, you will find Linda there. She's doing all sorts of stuff. And go figure, she is a teacher. She has board games. It all fits. Um, I am on Engaged Family Gaming. Um, I published four TikToks today, um, and I'm going to be doing a fair number of them because uh, Lord knows there's lots of video game news uh, every day, more acquisitions and more whatever. Did you know New York Times bought Wordle? I did see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, over, uh, see that headline. That's they said low seven figures. Um, bravo to the guy by the name, last name Wardle who made Wordle Um, and he sold it to the New York times. I think they overpaid for a little bit too late. I think they were like literally two weeks because it like they bought it after the peak, but um, the New York times, they love word puzzles over there. So I think, um, yes, they have it. They have another one under their belt, but tons of other video game news too, uh, which is pretty fun, I would say. Um, and then also, we're tr- I'm back to doing trying to do a magic card a day. Um, if I forget a day, sorry, folks, forgive me. Um, Life. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to get to. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm trying to like imagine what the world is going to be like for me when I have a new job, which will be soon. Um, and so I suspect once I, my brain is struggling with like, why get into a routine now? And you're just going to have to change it. And I'm like, because I should make TikToks. but you, you know, while you have it and then reset and figure yeah. it out once you're we're going to exactly, we're going to do the best. We're going to do the absolute best we can. So, um, Anyway, uh, it's episode seven or two hundred, not seven hundred, two hundred and seventy nine. We got a, we got a little ways to go. Um, a little bit. I, 
I think our kids will be hosting by that point. Um, so it is uh, February 1st, which is insane. This year is uh, – it, it's really flying. Really? You know? And today is Chinese New Year. So happy New Year. It is now the year of the tiger. Leave it to it is? great teacher to know. It really is. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I did not know that. We actually, yeah, we did a little like social study. We're just having we a good time, in, like, hanging out. Of what is it this year? I have the little like thing they turn, and it, you can look at which what's this year, what's next year going to be for for a lot for a couple of year cycles. Um, okay. Tomorrow's Groundhog Day. So. Tomorrow is Groundhog Day. Does that mean is tomorrow the uh, is tomorrow the time when uh, PETA annually is going to like when they just talk about how we should get rid of Punxsutawney Phil for no reason? Um, I feel like that's really what that is. We enjoy watching the stream with Punxsutawney Phil and the ceremony and reading of the scroll. And it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Super fun. So um, let's get to it. Let's just do the real deal. I'm going to I'm thinking we're just going to unbox a game right now. Go for it. So what do you think? Um, all right. So the game in question is um, key to the kingdom. So apologies to everybody watching. This might be a little backwards, too. Um, this is from Restoration Games, a uh, game designed by Matthew O'Malley and Ben Rossett. Here we go. This I haven't even messed with the plastic yet, so forgive me a moment, everybody, while I try and take the plastic off. And this uh, this came in the other day, and uh, I was quite pleased because we love Restoration Games over here at Engage Family Gaming. They do such cool stuff. Um, their current Kickstarter, not necessarily our jam, the little uh, M-rated, but that's okay. They'll come back. They'll come back to us. You know, like so. anything else, we pick and choose the best that are family-friendly. Yep. They'll come back. They're not done. All right, so here we go. Key to the Kingdom. It is out of the plastic. So here we go. Taking the, the box top off. And so here we go on the inside. I'm just going to flip stuff out of it. So we got one sheet of cardboard punchies, uh, which is pretty cool right here. Another sheet of cardboard punchies, this time with uh, some equipment cards like a uh, fire, a rope, an axe, a net, uh, a kind of evil knife, magic coffee beans. I would like magic oh, coffee wow. beans. I need my magic coffee beans to start oh. the day. That might have to go into TikTok somewhere. Yeah, it may. It may. You may need to. Uh, we have uh, the Adventure Atlas, which is I get. I'm guessing this is the rule book. Oh, all right. So no, this is uh, a bunch of like interesting challenges, and the very back of it has a word search in it, um, which is not what I was expecting. Um, and this is the rule book. Uh, that explains all the different stuff, all the different events, uh, how to do your turn. So this is the rule book right here. Um, and then we got the board. Now, the board is really the big. Ooh, oh, goodness gracious. And we got some minis in here. All right, we'll look at the board in a minute. So we got a really nice stylized uh, eight-sided die that actually goes up to 11. So it looks like it skips some numbers. It looks like it is only. Nope, there's. Yeah, it looks like it skips some numbers because so it goes up to 11 on this D8. Um, and then we've got a bunch of other D8s. So these are and these are actual D8s. So we got these D8s and then this weird one that goes higher. We got some character cards. Little deck here. I'll open that up in a moment. 
but we have some minis here. We got a little gnome guy right here. Oh, he's the orange gnome. That. Oh, and I'm betting that there's a corresponding die because the die all match. So we got him. We've got somebody with a sword, purple sword person. <laughs> Sweetie. And we have a Spinny sword guy. Yes, not spinny sword guy. Um, <laughs> that guy's in New Jersey. Um, that is a deep cut joke Sorry, for us. That was and, <laughs> and we have a little green pixie or fairy. Cute. We have a white unicorn. Very nice unicorn fig. And uh, a, I don't know, person with their finger up saying like, no, 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 no. And the yellow person. I don't know what to yeah, they're doing the wagon. Right, let's see what. Well, I bet you they'll tell us the archer is the aloof archer. Oh, there is no archer. That's weird. Okay, so we have an aloof archer. That's a that's an encounter. Okay, so these are encounter oh. cards. Uh, the aloof archer is really funny because they are chewing on bubble gum. So this game definitely has like a goofy <laughs> sense of humor to it. You know what I mean? Um, What's the let's see. On it? Mm, let's take a look. I do. Uh, I just need to look at the back of the box. It is. Oh, man. Upside down. Um, oh, where is it? It was definitely in here. Rule. Maybe it's in the rules. Uh, uh oh. I'll find it, everybody. You yeah, you keep unboxing. I'll, I'll look up the age on it. Oh, here we go. Seven plus. So this is for the little guys. All those pieces. Yeah, pieces I'm, for I'm the little guys. All those pieces. Usually, when it's that many pieces, it's at least like eight or ten. Well, they said seven, so I'm gonna go. That is uh, pretty impressive. All right, bear with me, everybody, for a moment. I open it up. This is the big deal. The board is really where this goes. Now, I apologize to our audio listeners who have been kind of going through this. Um. This is, uh, you know, this is definitely one of those ones you're going to want to, as we do more unboxings, you're going to want to watch these streams live over on Twitch. So the board, what, what I really liked about the board when they showed it off is that the board is constructed in such a way that it is, first off, it kind of pieces together like a puzzle is how they do it, right? So this is the puzzle here, but it flips up. So the idea is this is how you start the game. And there's actually a little punch here, which I'm going to punch out now because I understand because I know how it works. So there's like a whirlpool that you can get into, right? And your character okay. can stand on the whirlpool and you can teleport to another place. And then boop, it opens up oh. into a different world with different events. So um, really clever. There, yeah, it is very, very cool. Um, I don't know if there's a portal on the other side. Um, there is, in fact, there are two portals. Let me do this punch. And so, like I said, the game starts like this. Okay. And then it opens. So it does one of these. Unfold. Um, and it unfolds into a much, much bigger board. Make sure um, big enough table for this one. My yes, this one definitely is going to take up some space. I might actually have to contact them because the puzzle piece on this board that kind of holds everything together is a little bent. But that's okay. Ah. Um, you, if you, you can't really turn down a free lunch. Uh, and they did send us the game. So 
Um, I'm sure we can make that, it work. Yeah, absolutely. So that is key to the kingdom. Um, that looks so cool. So this really is all about, you know, kind of traveling around this world, dealing with some of these goofy, funny events, and then partway through the game, you essentially transport to a whole nother world. And what's cool about it is your character will stand in that little pool and the world will open up around your character. You don't have to move it or anything, which is pretty awesome. <coughs> this game has, you know, a quirky personality. Um, when I saw it, it was described like from a funny perspective to be kind of like Princess Bride-ish. Like this is okay. kind of, it's a little goofy. It's a little, it's meant to be a little funny. Whimsical is a good word for it. Um, and I think that's appropriate for any kind of fantasy game that you're playing with young kids, you know, like playing Dungeons and Dragons with young kids. It's always better to be more whimsical than, you know, scary. So, um, you know, for example, one of the encounters is a boisterous bard and I would like everyone to take a look. (laughs) That is a very clear, uh, representation of a certain someone by the name of Rick. Um, and it actually says, um, Never going to give you up. Never going to let you down. You just got rickrolled by a board game. Let's make it up to you. And it says you may take a magic item from another hero or move to any whirlpool and activate it, then discard this card. So they rickroll you and then apologize. So that's how goofy this is. Um, They leaned into it. Really? Oh, 100%. Um, And so I dig... I dig a lot of this stuff. This is pretty cool. And it also has the characters. So we have the orange is the gnarled gnome. Yellow is the novice knight. Purple is the menacing mercenary. Green is the pitiless pixie. Um, I love the alliteration. And the white is the unique unicorn. Um, So I dig it. This This looks very cool. Like I said, we all know that we love restoration games in this house. So... Uh, big fans of that. Um, so yeah, we, we will obviously do some, uh, some stuff with setting this game up and, um, you know, putting that on the TikTok as soon as we can. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and put this game away for now. All right. So there we go. Linda, um, what do you think? I mean, that looks pretty cool. I know that when I sent you the picture of it, saying that we had received it, uh, you were pretty excited. Oh, yeah. We do like their stuff. Again, a lot of some of their things say a lot, but there's been a collection that has been a little above what we focus on. But some of their things have been so good. (laughs) We talk about Downforce so much for the family. We talk about Fireball Island. So they have some real key ones that are great. And we recommend a ton. Yeah, not to mention buried, not to mention buried treasure, which is a new one that I think is going to be uh, a, a a hit once we are a you know once we have our next game day. Um, so yeah, so that's our unboxing. Yeah. We did our unboxing. We this, we're cruising right along. Little, let's go around the horn. You have some games okay. to talk about from our last game day. We do. All right. So the first one. Um, Buildsy was the one that you brought in. I think this was the one I feel like you were the most excited about. And it was, I was. the first one. We were so excited. It had to be the first one we took, opened up, first one on the table. And we played it a handful of times, um, different versions. So Buildsy is from the makers of Tenzi, which is the dice game where you're doing trying to make different sets and different, you know, there's different criteria that you're trying to meet depending on what version you're playing. Yep. Well, they made a building game. And they have these really cool 3D blocks 
that you need to build. And there's different challenges. So I think we went through two or three different challenges. We played a bunch of this game. There was at least, yeah, there were several. And it was so much fun, so easy to figure out, hard to be successful. So we were building competitively, trying to do the task first. And you're stacking, you're balancing. And it, of course. You have to start over. Oh, it, es- essentially, with Tenzie, not to cut you off, but I want to make sure I'm re- remembering this correctly because my I'm getting older. The <laughs> um, with Tenzie, you're racing to roll die simultaneously to get Yahtzee or get all ones or whatever, as long as everybody's trying to do the same thing. With um, and then there's a whole million different ways to play that game. With this. You are race building tetrominoes. And so I want to be clear, I am terrible at this game. Um, because I could not beat anyone. Just I constantly got smoked. And they are tetrominoes. They're all five pieces. Um, as opposed to four. So they're a little bit different. Um, but yeah, there's a tons of different varieties in here. Uh, it's very inexpensive. We got it. I got it on Amazon. It was suggested to me, and I was like, uh, "Yeah, let's do this." And I it, we got it in time for the game day. And I was like, "No, we need to play this game. We need to play it right now." Um, if you want a picture of what it looks like, head on over to the Engage Family Gaming Instagram because you put a picture there, um, and I'll give you an idea of what it looks like. But I mean, I just described it. You're built. You're race building tetrominoes. Like you in your head, you probably know what it looks like. I'm guessing cards that show pictures of the different tetraminoes. And as you flip the cards, you have to play that one next in your tower. And it's only one tetramino high at a time. So you can't build the base wider. That was so hard. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Was, especially if you got a piece that didn't provide a good solid base early on. It was very hard. <laughs> but it was fun. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so that is build Z. Man, it, it was it was definitely a lot of fun. Absolutely a worthy successor to Tenzi. And then we noticed that the people that made Tenzi have made a bunch of other games. So I think we're going to be sure. slowly trying to, to uh, churn our way through them. Maybe one day we'll do a definitive ranking of all the blank C games. Maybe that'd be a fun little piece to do. It would be fun. So uh, what else you got, Linda? All right. So our second game of the day was... Smash up Marvel. Yeah. And that one. So I have to say, I had not played Smash Up before. So I had to learn this from the base up. And it was definitely more appealing to me being the Marvel characters that I was familiar with. Um, that definitely drew me in a little more. But so with the Smash Up, and you probably could describe it better because you've played this more. I've only played it the one time. But mm-hmm. it had different like locations in the Marvel universe and you're putting characters there and you're trying to, they each have a number of points that they are worth. And you're trying to get your number of characters points to match or exceed the number of locations. So you can capture that location. They get that all correct. Yeah, you did. You did. I was trying to. And so, but you're competing. So I may put somebody in one building and other people are stacking their characters in different piles. They're trying to get there first. And, of course, there's shenanigans. Your character does shenanigans. You have special 
cards that do shenanigans. They have magic items. There's effects. There's all kinds of nonsense happening. So it definitely affects, you know, what's going on. You, Steve, you were hysterical because you're so used to like deck battling and those kind of games. Um, you were doing all kinds of trying to sacrifice this person to get this benefit, and it was all these me- multiple moves within a turn, and it was it was really neat to watch from my side of the table. Yeah, I mean, the thing about like card battling games is that when it all boils down to it, they, it there's only so many different card battling mechanics. So if you play Magic then eventually all other card battling games turn into it. So, right. and that, and I, on those, those, have, those <laughs> strategies. Exactly. So the, uh, so what ended up happening is, you know, you build, you, I mean, you're building your decks by combining two different groups. Um, and I chose kind of last. And so I chose uh, Hydra and, um, and the Shi'ar who is, an, or not the Shi'ar. Uh, I don't know, some aliens. The Kree. The Kree, thank you. Uh, the Kree Empire. I knew it was an empire. Shi'ar is different. I got them on the brain. Um, the Kree Empire and the Hydra. And so I was working, so the two of them together are a lot about just putting lots of dudes that are very small in simple places. And um, and also just do sacrificing your stuff. And so it was like kind of a neat little combo that I was building the whole time. We do know that I love engines. And so I was definitely doing that. <laughs> and, you know, I, it, honestly, I ended up losing because I was having so much fun tormenting Evan, who was just mad every time I played cards. So he's like, you're just playing magic, dad. You're just playing magic. And I was like, fine. So I just kept, no, it was not. And it was hilarious because I kept playing magic and it just drove him crazy. Meanwhile, it it occurred to me, you know, probably two thirds of the way through the game that there was no way I could win because you and uh, the general were like really firmly ahead of us. Evan just had a very bad deck. He was just in a bad situation. His stuff didn't combo together. He wasn't playing super well. And you and Jenna were just... The the thing that you had is you just marched forward without having to do anything cute. You were just like, I am going to play a card every turn and I'm not going to do anything special. I'm just going to destroy everyone slowly. And and you know what? That makes sense because you were playing as the Avengers, right? Like you didn't have to do anything cute. You were just like overpowering. And eventually I was like, you know what? I'm... I'm just going to torment Evan. And so um, it was great. This is a uh, smash up in itself is a very cool combat game. I really like the fact that it's it's an interesting take on multiplayer card battling games because it's not necessarily like I attack you, you block or whatever. You're kind of competing to overrun different locations. I love the flavor because like I knew all the locations like, I knew a lot of them, especially the Marvel version. It's very themed, so if you know all the comics and you know all the characters, it's really kind of neat to see how they all interact. Um, whereas I think you rep- I think you recognize, like, the Daily Bugle and the Helicarrier, and the rest of it, you're like, "Where? what is this? What's going on here? I knew a few more of those. I've oh. watched all the movies. If they're in the movies, I know it. All right, okay, okay. Movie, okay. Forget it. <laughs> but I have to say, there was one more thing that I really appreciated as a more novice card battling player, is that they did actually... 
mark on the decks and indicate the difficulty of the deck. Mm -hmm. So because I was more novice, I took the easier decks. And because you picked last, you ended up with the more challenging ones, which actually worked well because you are more accustomed to those mechanics and those ways to utilize the cards. Where I think if I had gotten the Hydra deck, I would have struggled more to understand how to optimize what I had in my hand. That's fair. And I'm not as experienced. Exactly. And I think part of it is you have to, a lot of people would be, a lot of new players struggle with the idea of using your own creatures as like resources. And so you have to be like ready to do that. And so uh, it's kind of like with the, with these kind of games, um, like my mother, to use her as an example, she plays a lot of games, but she really hates like take that kind of stuff. Like she just wants to shoot in that kind of game. She really would have wanted to play kind of like the Avengers, like you did, which is just, I'm going to do my thing. I don't necessarily have to destroy my opponent. I don't have to ruin my opponent's day. I can just pile up my points and then win. Um, Cause that's more her style. She really doesn't like to negatively interact with other players at the table. And so um, that's super cool. And there's like the fact that there are decks that allow for that. Whereas Evan and I were just tormenting each other for the entire game. And that's how that, as it should be. Uh, welcome to uh, episode 279 of the Engage Family Gaming podcast. Got a logic. It's board game week. Um, you're going to want to stick around. Got a logic because you definitely want to hear about the new magic set, specifically my favorite, my new favorite card of all time. Trust me. You're going to want to see that. So, um, yeah, this was uh, so Marvel uh, Smash Up came to us from uh, it was sent to us by the op. So thank you very much for that, everybody. I absolutely uh, approve of this game. I think Smash Up is a little like the original Smash Up. Very cool. Um, I think it's a little abstract just because of the themes. It's like pirates and ninjas and sharks and dinosaurs. And I think some people just might have trouble latching onto it. I think having the Marvel license for that is very cool. looks like there's going to be some expansions uh, that are Marvel, you know, because there's plenty of room in this Marvel box. It's also compatible with Smash Up, So if you have all the other Smash Ups, you can still use this. Um, and so you can have Avengers plus dinosaurs or Avengers and, you know, Hydra and Cowboys or whatever. Um, so, yeah, it is. Uh, so Smash Up, Marvel Smash Up. Very cool game. Absolutely a, a recommend. Yeah, and what else? So the last thing we played uh, that day, and, uh, you know, it's one of those, a day went so fast. Another one I know. OP, Dungeon Academy. Dungeon Academy. That was so much fun, I have to say. Like, I think of the three games, this one was my favorite. I like okay. all of them, but this one, I think, just really connected the most with, I feel like. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just such a cool premise. So in this one, it is basically a dungeon crawler in a school and you're trying to get through each room and in each round you're creating the room using dice mm -hmm. in this little box and it's so neat because you put them all in you get them fitted and you flip it so it is it's, impossible it is hard to stack it in your favor yeah absolutely um and it's like boggle right like you you shake up the the, the dice and the dice have these different symbols and you flip it over and the dice um, turn into the dungeon with, you know, the different monsters of different colors. And the idea is we have pads. This is my favorite part of this whole thing. We had these pads and for each turn. Oh, we got to turn up Linda's mic. We got to turn Linda up. 
Okay. Thanks All right. You should up. be a little bit better. Thanks for the heads up. All right. So um, what you do is you, uh, you actually have to draw your path through the dungeon. And then at the end of the round, your neighbor has to resolve the points. And so like as you're fighting monsters, you're losing health. But as you beat them, you're earning points. And so the idea is you have to very quickly it, – it seems like it's going to be very easy. You should be able to race through this. But it actually is doing a lot of quick little mental calculations as you go um, because if you die, you get no points. You don't die because it's school. You, you get knocked unconscious and somebody comes and rescue you. But the, you only play four rounds. So like losing a round because you just decided to go crazy – really sets you behind. So you have to be kind of conservative while you're going through and you can earn, um, you can earn magic items. There are different classes that have different stats and it is super cute. Very thinky. Um, it is. And it's time too, right? It was, what is it? One minute each round. Was it one yeah. minute? Yeah. It was really fast. So Absolutely. that's the other piece that makes it hard. You have to dis- figure out your path taking into account how much any hit points you're going to lose. You have different goals to accomplish. So it's, you don't have a lot of time because the dungeon isn't revealed till the time starts in a minute. You've got to make this plan, draw it and commit to it for the minutes up. And it goes so fast. And it ranks you. um, Cause as you're finishing your dungeon, you pull out a card with your number and that determines what order you get to pick uh, the treasure at the end of each dungeon. So you really do want to finish first. The problem I kept running into is I would finish it and then stop to admire my work. And then Linda would finish a split second after me and grab her card and then, and then admire her work. Um, it is, it's absolutely wild. All right. Thank you. Got a lot. He came back. The volume is much better. So, um, so yeah, dungeon Academy is, is absolutely cool um i love the you know the the kind of the the dice building mechanic or the dungeon building mechanic there um let's see is it uh currently uh, i believe it is currently available it's on amazon it is 44 dollars and 40 cents as of about 20 minutes ago on amazon okay so actually all three of these games are available right this minute on amazon for a range of prices um dungeon academy currently is the most costly Yes, uh, but even then, for what you're getting, you're getting all these the materials and the different characters to move around, and it's it's super cute. There's like one little character that you move to like tra- go through the path. It's very very cute. There's a lot of pieces. Um, Smash up right now is around twenty eight dollars, and Tenzi's around thirty right now. So, yep. you know, the, and but you're getting great games with these. These are really fun games to add to the collection. So agreed. All so fun to all- play. All three of these are, um, you know, all three of them get a recommendation stamp from me. Um, I think they were a lot of fun. You know, we'll we'll probably talk about that more, you know, in writing on the on the on the website itself as the year goes by. However, from for the podcast, I can say comfortably all three of these are, you know, strong recommendations for us, depending on what you're looking for and the flavor um, right. you know, you're, you know, so, all right. So that's, that's around the horn. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, I have not been able to get many, uh, board games to the table because I have a game that I'm going to be talking about on the next video game podcast next week mm-hmm. that has been taking a lot of my time. 
Um, and so that's a little teaser, but it's pretty obvious if you know me um, and know the video game releases. It is Pokemon related. So uh, Amanda uh, and I are going to be shouting a lot next week. I'm sure you are. Um, even actually talking about that game in our house. We don't own it yet, but we've been talking about its release and it's different with the game. I mean... They'll like it. At least what's fun. They'll like it. It's very good. Yeah, I know. It's very good. They're still playing their Christmas games. (laughs) Oh, yeah. They got time. They got time. Um, All right. So um, can we talk about Magic now? You want me to do the game? I had one more game. Or do you want to put that on pause? Oh, you do it. Talk about the other game. Nope. Talk about the other game. And then I'll talk about Magic. Hey, you got the Catan Dice game. I got the Catan. Actually, I didn't. One of the children got that. Santa brought it in the stocking. Oh, all right. So I can't take credit for it, but this game we just got to play. Actually, I'll be honest. I got to play um, because it is a one to I think it's one to four, one to five. Um, but it does go single player. And everybody was kind of burned out by Saturday, Sunday night. We had a busy weekend, uh, a lot of shoveling. And I was trying to get some game time in and everybody wanted to just sit and watch TV. So I'm like, OK, I'll play. A solo game. It was so much fun. It was so easy. Catan, I know, can sometimes be overwhelming. There's a lot of pieces. There's a lot of steps. There's a lot of different parts. It's a great game. But it can be a lot when you don't have a lot of mental capacity. If you're tired at the end of the night. If you like the mechanics of the idea, the concept of Catan, and you don't want anything really involved, this is the way to go. Because it is just rolling. It's sort of push your luck. Okay. A different flavor of push So you are rolling. You can re-roll some or all, trying to get your your the different um, materials you need. Um, okay. So there is you have your sheet, and it's based. It's a rolling, right? So it has the key on it of what you need for each one. You're trying to go around and build roads. Um, what is it? Uh, build the the cities, the towns and the knights so you've got the same major elements of the the base game of the original game you only are rolling you're only going basically 15 rounds so it's a hard stop and you're getting points for how many things you get each turn so even solo you know i went through and i just scored through you go through the path filling out how many things points you're earning each turn so if i'm playing competitively if i wasn't playing solo it'd be who could score the most points by end of 15 rounds Okay. So since it's solo, I'm trying to beat my score for next time. So like I scored 40 points. I just want to talk briefly before we address the game. I just want to talk briefly about the fact that Linda Robo played a solo board game. Like you're <laughs> you you have you are a very different person than when I first met you 20 years ago. <laughs> um, and you're you continue to move down this path. I think by the end of this year, you're going to play a video game. Like, I think this is happening. Like, I don't know what it's going to be, but like when, when you, I think when you guys get a PlayStation five, which is inevitable because your husband has definitely mentioned it to me more than once. I was like, okay. Um, I think it's because he sees the stack of games that I'm buying and going, wow, it's almost like I have a built in collection. One game. Horizon. Yeah. Horizon will do it. Yeah. That's February 18th. Let's, let's be honest. 
Let's be yes. honest. We probably Let's... won't have it for the 18th, but we're trying. We're working on it. Um, don't worry. I'm getting it. I'm getting it. So I'll be able to share. At least he's not going to have to. At least he's not going to have to buy the game. However, um, <laughs> I think by the end of this year, somebody they're going to, you know, like life is strange or like some other kind of like there's going to be a Linda video game and you're going to play it. Like, I feel this in my bones. Like, I wouldn't bet on it because I don't bet on anything. I also know that you're spiteful no, you like that. Um, but like, I just feel like it's happening. So anyway, so Catan dice game, a solo dice game. Um, that sounds awesome. <laughs> it's a, a solo. Yeah. Like, I like the idea. I, I I like roll and write games, and so it turns dice, it turns Catan into a uh, roll and write. Um, you know, I I think that's super cool. It's one of those games that's like ten bucks at Walmart. Not or even Target. right now. Right this yep. minute, it the the MSRP is twelve ninety nine. It is right now eight dollars and fifty cents on Amazon. Yeah, this is a super inexpensive game. I mean, it's it and it's you see the size of it. It's so small. This is a throw in your bag to bring somewhere game. You know, it takes up almost no table space. It's it's great for the traveling. This is definitely going to come on to my list now for travel games. Because it's yeah. such a you know nice easy one. If something happens to it, it's not a huge investment. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this is one I liked way more, way more than I ever expected to. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm just trying to see how many people it plays up to. It's up to it's one to four. Um, but again, it's a roll in right. You could if you you know have a, like your family of five. I think you could push it to five without it really affecting yeah, anything absolutely. because it's just dice and the pad. So. Yeah. So uh, Galalogic saying he's predicting that you're going to play Baba is You on Switch. I think that is a little obscure for Linda. It's a puzzle. <laughs> that's no a puzzle. puzzle Baba game. is You is a puzzle game <laughs> where you like kind of move around and like it's a word puzzle with like it's interesting. It's interesting. Uh, my daughter played it uh, a little bit. Um, so it's not like you couldn't handle it. I just think it's a little obscure. Like my prediction is that it's going to be like a triple A game. That's going to catch your attention. And I think like a life is strange, like an adventure game, that kind of thing will will get you, you know, something with an interesting premise. Um, I just, I think it's absolutely going to happen. A poll in the community. Listen, that should be a poll. What you should play. What what should I commit to playing X number of like hours or something? Do you really (laughs) want to do that to yourself? Because if you do that, you're playing World of Warcraft with me. Like I'm and, just being real. No, no, no. This is this is a poll of like suggestions. I'm. This is not like betting. It's not like they are picking. Oh, I was about to say suggestion poll. Oh goodness, no! I know better than that. Are you kidding? Was, they I, don't get I, to decide. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if you really let people decide, you're gonna play like WoW with me, or you're gonna be like, can you play COD Blops or something? So anyway, um, that is uh, Catan the dice game. Um, I, listen, we have lists of inexpensive games. We have lists of travel games. And, uh, I guess now that Linda is a solo gamer, um, we're, uh, it'll be on our, it's the first game on our list of solo games. Um, new list who knew, who knew that that was going to happen? Um, I never would have predicted it in a million years. Um, can I talk about magic now? Can now I you talk can about magic, magic now? Go ahead. Go ahead. All right, everybody. Um, <laughs> Last week, Wizards of the Coast announced a new Magic the Gathering set coming out the end of February. Um, It is Kamigawa Neon Dynasty. Now, you might say to yourself, those are three words I never thought I would see next to each other. Um, Is it? And so uh, Kamigawa Neon Dynasty. um, 
brief history. Magic the Gathering sets are often set in different, unique planes or worlds. Linda, you know that part. You've heard me talk about this before. Kamigawa is a set that came out um, so long ago. Well, it's so long ago that, like, it's kind of retro in a magic sense, but not insane. Um, Don't worry, Got a Logic. Where do you get there? We're going to get there. We're going to show off some of that art because I can screen share. Uh, I apologize in advance for the people who are um, for the people who are listening to this. However, good news. This will be uh, one of the first episodes that we'll be publishing on our YouTube channel. Um, so you'll be able to watch it there as well. So Kamigawa came after the first Mirrodin block, which is uh, back in the day. Uh, Jenna and I were engaged, not married, I think. That's how long ago it was. Um, and wow, it was famous because it was feudal Japan, samurais, ninja, and, you know, all that, all this stuff, you know, turtle people, rat people, um, you know, all sorts of stuff. And it was famously kind of crappy. And part of that was because <laughs> it came out after an artifact set which is a big deal for Magic the Gathering players, and Mirrodin Block, which was famously overpowered, like grossly, obnoxiously overpowered. And we were all just done with Affinity, and everything was crazy. And then they were like, check out these ninjas. And it just turned out to not be all that cool, except for like a handful of absurdly broken cards. Kamigawa Neon Dot, so that was set in Feudal Japan-ish. Its own fictional world, but Feudal Japan. Um, this is set 1,300 years in the future in that world in a cyberpunk Japanese thing where there are still samurai and ninjas, but there are also giant robots. Wow. Yeah, I said it. There's giant robots. And, um, giant robots and ninjas. Giant robots, ninjas. In fact, there is a turtle ninja. In the set, there is a t- no. It's not Michelangelo, <laughs> um, but it is definitely a turtle ninja um, in the set. So Kamigawa Neon Dynasty. There was a. Uh, there, if you go to the Magic the Gathering uh, YouTube channel, they did a whole review uh, where they actually went over all the mechanics and things like that. Um, I, uh, if everyone will forgive me, bear with me a moment. We're going to go the screen share. Linda, can you talk? I can talk. Good. So everybody can hear. Um, don't can mind hear. me. Yay. Um, I'm going to fix my, I'm going to turn my video off because we don't really need that. And we're going to go and get, bear with me, everybody. We're doing this live. We're going to do a display capture. Nope. Wrong screen. We want, nope. Oh goodness. (laughs) There we go. Oh. Kamigawa Neon there Dynasty. Check out the check out these dragons and stuff. All right, so uh, products. Kamigawa Neon Dynasty. Let's do this thing first off. Check this guy out right here. Uh, that's a ninja. Oh, wow. Um, so these are all the products that are available. The thing, the big theme is uh, like neon. So like they have a lot of like foil art cards that have this is a great example. Um, this card right here, they have they call it the soft glow treatment, and what it is, it basically just looks like a neo like it's neon. And there's a bunch of them that are in different colors. So there's blue and yellow and pink and purple. Very cool. Um, so for example, like this is the neon glow pink on Hidetsugu Devouring Chaos. You do and you clean it up, right? 
Hidetsugu Devouring Chaos. I love it. So let's go to the image gallery because I want to, because I got I to gotta show people what's up. So um, the thing I love, well, first off, we're going to go to the lands because we have got, I cannot talk about, oh, don't tell me that you don't have the good stuff. They don't have the good stuff. I got to go to a different website. Um, they released more. Is that why this one doesn't have the good stuff? No, because this one's their visual spoiler. But like there are cards that we know are coming that you can buy. And so you, it's pre-order season on like big retailers, like, for example, Star City Games, which is where I do a lot of my buying. And so one of the new things Magic does is they actually put a, a bunch of different art. For, there's like three or four different versions of every card. And one of the things wow. they're doing for this set is they are, uh, let me just do this, 96 items per page, uh, per page. One of the things they're doing on this page, in this set, is um, they're doing a very unique full art land. And I wanted to just, the first one I get to, I'm just going to show. Um, yeah, here we go. How about this forest right here? <laughs> this is absolutely wow. bananas. Um, I saw these, and, and there's another one, too, um, right here. Like, this art, and it really is in um, the, the the online picture. It doesn't really do it justice. Having seen a photo of one, like, in person, it really does have, like, have that soft palette of a, like, the Japanese, like, that, that kind of woodblock art that they have. Um, and they have one, they have two for every color. Um and it is taking every ounce of my personal, like everything, to not just pre-order twenty of each of them. Like, look at this island. Just look at it, everybody. Whew. It's just so pretty. You got the like the little glass paper cranes, and just look at it. Look at it. Gosh, it's so beautiful. So that is one of my favorite parts of the set. These are going to be available first off pre-ordering them. They're like two bucks a piece, um, which is. Honestly, not terrible, but you need about 25 of them in order to get um, enough. So, you know, 50 bucks for stuff, not terrible. Um, but let me get to, all right, so that's that's that first piece. Let me, let me go to what matters. We're going to click on artifacts. Is it in here? So um, it's not. Why does, why does the Wizards of the Coast website hate me so? Um, we're going to go to colorless. So all the pre-order sites have this stuff kind of ready. Um, whereas, um, wizards, um, they haven't updated their spoiler a lot. So this card, we're going to zoom in on this. So this card is my new favorite card of all time. And I want everybody to guess why. Okay. And I'm going to read the text. This is Mech Titan Core. This is two colorless mana for a 2-4 artifact vehicle. We'll talk about vehicles in a moment. It doesn't necessarily matter. It has the following text. Linda, I'm the, you will know so fast why I love okay. this card. You, and you don't even play Magic. So you may pay okay, five. I'm waiting. And exile Mech, Mech Titan Core and four other artifact creatures and or vehicles you control. Create Mech Titan a legendary 10-10 construct artifact creature token with flying, vigilance, trample, lifelink, and haste. That is all colors. <laughs> when that token leaves the battlefield, return all cards exiled with Mech Titan Core, except Mech Titan Core, to the battlefield tapped under the Roman's control. Linda, they put a Megazord 
It did put a mega sword. Into my magic the gathering. As as soon as you read the different pieces that come together, I'm like, oh my gosh. I know what this is. Mega Mom, tell me this is not is this not like and also look at the art. The art is just bananas. Because it's like a giant robot samurai coming. Now, when this was announced, I was on a lot of I'm in a lot of magic gathering Facebook groups and stuff like that. And I do that mainly to um, to get que- you know for people to ask questions and stuff like that because I do some advice um, I do you know do like some Q and A's and whatnot on TikTok and and whatnot <laughs> um, when this card was spoiled there was a very there was a very clear divide between people who were incredibly excited for this card me <laughs> and people who were like this is this is unacceptable I'm out I'm done and. Yeah, it's a me- I mean, this could be this could be Megazord. It could be Voltron. It could be. It's not Devastator. Devastator is six. But um, yeah, this thing is super dumb. <laughs> the darn name of it, a '90s cartoon. I mean, there were a lot. Yeah, Voltron. Um, this is all of them. So I was firmly in the. I have never wanted to build a Magic Gathering deck. I've never wanted to build a stupid Magic the Gathering deck based on a stupid Magic card in my entire stupid life. And this is it. So, um, is this going to be super powerful? Absolutely not. That's why it's only pre-ordering it is only um, even the showcase version, which is like the, this extra art. Because there is actually a version of it that is... Because this, this is what it looks like for real. This is like the actual card. Um, which doesn't look terrible. But, like, this one's a buck and a half. Like, this one's $4 right now to pre-order. Um, it'll probably go down when it comes out. This is not going to change magic, but it is my new favorite magic card of all time. I must have it. I'm probably going to have all three of these. Uh, I might even frame them. Like, that's how excited I am. I was just going to say, this This feels like one that you should, like, get framed. Oh, or, yeah, I, I firmly believe you know, so. Like, yeah. That's, no. That could be the art. Some of the art behind you too. Um, well, we've Unless we've actually the general, the general has other things. No, we have not actually. Playing. We haven't. No? I actually some of the decoration. We need. Uh, we actually, I actually need your husband to come over and help me um, install some floating shelves at some point soon, okay. um, so that I can decorate with some stuff. But oh, yeah, this is the stud finder. Yeah. <laughs> and he's gonna make the joke, obviously, and just oh, point it at himself. Every time. Of course he is. So um, this is uh, it's going to be available in stores uh, February 22nd. It's going to be on Arena about 10 days earlier. Uh, Pre-releases are um, on the 12th, I want to say. So this is coming very soon. Yes, every dude makes that joke. Um, Well, actually, I don't because I never get a chance to. Her husband makes it first because just about every time I have reason to use a stud finder, he is there. Um, he is dissenting from the next room, by the way. He is saying that that's not true. <laughs> that he always makes that joke? That's a lie. That's a lie. It's 100% a lie. Um, <laughs> I'll fight him on this. That's a lie. So so this is Kamigawa Neon Dynasty. Just to go over some of the other... I guess I do want to show some of the other cards that are not giant robots. Um, the, uh, you know, just to give everybody, like some of the really cool looking cards. Um, let's see here. We've got like, how about uh Kyode soul of Kamigawa, like this awesome looking dragon here, um, which I think is pretty beautiful. Um, 
And uh, check out the little pupper. Who doesn't like a good doggo? Um, the spirited companion, an enchantment creature, dog. Um, big deal. Um, enchantment creatures, big deal in the set. Very big deal. Um, I did, if you go to the TikToks, you can see uh, this is an angel that is also a giant mech, is this one right here. Um, I want one of these on a playmat. In fact, really what I want is the Mech Titan Core playmat. Uh, who am I kidding? I will. That will be my playmat forever. Um, so this is uh, the... I did a TikTok today where I went over the four different mechanics that are returning. Um, the new mechanic is uh, a, the... There are artifact creatures that you can turn into equipment that you can put on your monsters. So like there's a monkey that um, you play him and he's a monkey and you can pay mana and you can turn him into a slingshot. Um, I don't know, man. Um, it's an, it, you mean magic? Okay. Yeah, because because because, because why not? Um, yeah, because magic. There's like two lizards that turn into like swords. It's kind of neat. I dig it. Um, it is, there's like a jellyfish that can turn into... The big item is there's a, a jellyfish that turns into the reality chip, which is a uh, a big part of the story because the set actually has like a very specific story to it. And the big one is that Phyrexia, the bad guys, um, are are mess making a mess in Kamigawa, which was already kind of messy. Um, the reality chip is a jellyfish, um, but it is really just the reality chip, and they, they're trying to use that to do all sorts of shenanigans. So if you like Magic the Gathering, and you um, like the idea of like a cyberpunk Japanese world, uh, this is for you. Pre-orders are live now everywhere. You can buy stuff. A box is about $120 uh, for 36 packs, I believe. Um, bunch of different options you can get them on amazon star city games you know channel fireball all over the place um and if you don't like this guess what good news there's gonna be a regular old magic set coming after this well no the next one is uh there's gonna be gangsters like mob like the mob um so there's there's that problem. Uh, so if you really are just looking for like traditional magic, you might have to wait until the fall. Um, but, you know, what are you going to do? So that is that. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, okay. So that is, what do you think, Linda? I mean, the art on the, these cards are absolutely The art is bananas. so cool. The art is, well, these, I have to say magic cards in general. The art typically they just do such a great job with the graphic design and the visuals and the art pieces um but the premise of this just sounds so neat so interesting again this is one of those there's a story behind it i want to just go read the story yeah there is in fact um i will send you the there is a link to it because they actually have like the they were released they were releasing books However, oh, wow. now I think there is like a web comic or something like that. I'll, I'll find it for you. Yeah, if you um, find it, I think are, that would be neat just yeah. to, again, I mean, I don't, this isn't drawing me into go want to buy a deck and, you know, create a deck and go sit and play. But the story behind all these neat creatures and how they interplay, the story is intriguing. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I will um, I will definitely find that for you um, okay. and we will get that. So um, 
enough about Magic the Gathering. Thank you very much for um, <laughs> uh, thank you very much for uh, indulging me, everybody. Although it sounds like the people in the chat were not super upset. Thank you uh, to Gotalogic and Mega Mom. Uh, for cheering when I revealed my favorite magic card of all time. Let's talk about Kickstarter. So I think yes. this is definitely something that is uh, it's it's a topic that comes up in board game communities a lot because there are still people who just hate them some Kickstarter for no reason. Um well, first off, let's just take a temperature. Linda, what where are you at on Kickstarter just in general right now? So in general, I feel pretty positive about Kickstarter. As far as where I put my money, I'm pretty selective. I haven't okay. backed a ton of games, but it's I think it's a reasonable platform, especially for people that are trying to start something from the ground up. I'm not as excited when it's a large, well-established company, but I, if there's something really strikes me, that isn't a deal breaker for me, though. So it really okay. is just, you know, I'm just really picky on... You know, how much it strikes me. Is it something I want to wait till it hits mass market retail um, if it's going to? Or is it something I don't want to miss out on because it might not go to mass market retail? So it's really case by case. But I'll I'll be honest, I have not backed a ton of stuff on Kickstarter personally just because things haven't called to me. And, you know, I haven't felt the urge to, so to speak. Sure. Absolutely. I'm there was a time in my life where I was backing something on Kickstarter every week. I would go in, I would drop 20, 30, 40 bucks. Um, <laughs> that era has kind of changed, um, which is interesting because I have more money now than I did before. Right. Um, and so uh, I, but I am getting more selective because I have gotten burned. There are some games that came years late. There are some that didn't come, um, which is uh, you know, the, which is a, a challenge, right? Um, oh, but yeah. the, um, you know, it, for me, uh, for a while, it was anything that I wanted. I was treating it like a pre-order thing and I w- it was cool because I would back it and then forget it. And then I evolved into, um, you know, only things that I thought needed my help to like happen. And even then I have changed to I really only back Kickstarters where I think that that game will either be super important for us um, as like coverage um, or games that I don't think I'll be able to buy. You know, like if I'm concerned that I'll be able to get it or if it has extras and also stuff that I I just know is awesome. So Mega Mom saying that she's a big fan of Kickstarter, but she's selective in what she backs. And I... I think all three of us have an accord, right? Like we're pretty, we're pretty selective. Um, I backed something today on Kickstarter and that's actually what gave me um, a reason to talk about it. Um, And that's what kind of inspired me. It's a new game from the Exploding Kittens team called Hand to Hand Wombat. Um, I'm going to go ahead and post it in the chat. Um, So yeah, it's Hand to Hand Wombat which is, uh, it's an interesting, like, hidden trader dexterity game. You know, it's kind of interesting. Um, it's only $40 to get the version that comes with a neat little collector's bag and uh, is going to come with all the stretch goals, which it's an Exploding Kittens game, so you know it's going to get a lot, of ba- a lot of stretch goals. And honestly, that's what attracts me. If it's a low price point for a game that I know is just going to go crazy, 
Um, I kind of do. I kind of. I'll admit. I kind of go in for the extras. And this is one of those games that I know that people will like. It'll come with some neat stuff. We we know exploding kittens. Their, the reviews of their games do very well. So I was like, you know what? This is an investment in the future. Um, and uh, yeah, so just because I can now, check this out, everybody. So this is hand-to-hand Wombat. Um, so the idea here is um, everybody covers their eyes. So everybody gets a secret identity. You're either good or bad. Right. And you scatter the bricks under the play area and everyone close their closes their eyes or gets blindfolded, whatever. Um, I presume that when we play, we'll blindfold. Um, and then <coughs> the bet. So you're starting to build and the bad wombats secretly sabotage the towers. And then you open your eyes and vote to eliminate the most suspicious wombat. Um, and the good c- c- wombats complete the towers before the bad wombats ruin everything. Um, I part part of me just wants these. Yeah, Exploding Kittens was seven years ago. How old do you feel? Um, Part of me just wants these as a fidget toy. Like, I kind of just want these on my desk, depending on how they feel. That's like, that's, I will 100% admit that that is kind of part of what I'm doing. Um, But I saw this and I was like, it's $40, which is, for a board game, you know, under $50 is kind of like where I live, right? Like, I really am comfortable with that. And that is for the uh, Golden Wombat Edition. And it comes with a Golden Wombat fanny pack, everybody. My goodness. The Golden Wombat fanny pack and an the electric timer. to come back. <laughs> uh, they are. And then unlocked stretch goals, which I'm guessing one of them looks like blindfolds. So um, pretty excited about that. There will be shipping charges later. I, I don't care. Like, that's a new thing that's happened recently. That doesn't bother me. Um, so that, that's kind of my process is I kind of look at the, the cost and then I look at what I'm going to get at the end. And I also weigh in whether or not I'm going to get it, you know, and I really tend to only back from companies that I am really comfortable with. So I know you said like big publishers, you kind of shy away from them sometimes. For me, I'm actually more likely to do that because I know that they have like a system, <laughs> you know, like. Um, like phase shift games, like they're not a huge team, but like, I know they're going to deliver their game. Right. But that's also not, it's not a giant company. And I don't know, maybe I'm misinterpreted. I know there's some bigger companies that utilize this. Um, and I I think that's maybe where we differ on this is like, if I know this is going to get back, like, you know, 300% in the first day. I'm not necessarily going to jump on board because it's like, it's going to get made, Yep. you know? Um, I guess it just, again, it's case by case. I actually pulled up my history on Kickstarter. I've only backed eight games. That's it. All right. Yeah. My list is, my list is pretty big. I mean, and you can see it right here. I'm not going to dig too much farther in here because it'll, um, it might be a mess. Uh, You can see, I almost created an engagefamilygaming.com Kickstarter many, many years ago and decided not to do it. Um, since then we've used GoFundMe for expansion Mm -hmm. stuff. Um, haven't had to do that in a while, probably not going to for a bit, but we, but typically EFG uses GoFundMe for this kind of stuff. Uh, Kickstarter always felt a little bit much. Um, Mm -hmm. but then again, Dice Tower uses Kickstarter. So does Man vs. Meeple. Like there are a lot of places that use Kickstarter every year. So, um, uh, what I have found, and it's interesting, you look at these last five, um, Four of them are board games. One of them is a Dungeons and Dragons supplement. I actually am backing a lot more Dungeons and Dragons type supplements recently. Um, and so I have a lot. 
I have a lot. But again, I really try to focus on the big stuff. Let's see. Does this... Oh. Uh, okay, this doesn't show anything personal. But like, these are what I have, right? And so... Uh, Marvel Dice Throne. The big one for me is Avatar Legends, the role-playing game, which is the la- most recent mm-hmm. one that I did. Um, because, yeah, I couldn't pass up on a Avatar The Last Airbender or tabletop role-playing game. Um, now, the the other reason that I asked, Linda, and this is... Uh, let's, let's evaluate together. Sure. Another Kickstarter that's currently active. Let's talk about Marvel Zombies. A zombicide game. So it's Marvel Zombies. Uh, The hunger takes hold after the Marvel Universe has been turned into zombies. Get ready for a zombicide campaign of epic proportions. Now, here's what's interesting with this one. Um, uh, The big piece. So the... The pledge. So this is a bit, this is Simon. It's zombicide. It's a known element. We know zombicide does well. Um, So... The, the base pledge is 130 bucks for the Marvel Zombies core box. And um, then there is 240 that includes um, the X-Men, the X-Men version. I ain't done yet. $410 gets you those two plus a giant zombie Galactus. Which I didn't think was possible, but here we are. Um... And um, it keeps going. They just announced today the Devourer Pledge at six hundred and fifteen dollars. Um, what do you what, what do you think about that? Like these giant, like six hundred dollar, like this is nothing you would ever do, right? Is there no, anything that could convince you to back a game at six hundred bucks? Like, is there anything? I I hate to. I'm never going to say never because. Stranger things have happened. But from standing where I am right this moment, I cannot foresee dropping that kind of money on a single board game. I mean, there's a lot of game here. It's a lot of game. But I look at when I went all in on Fireball Island, and I think that was 145 or something in that range. Um, And I know it was like... Am I really doing this? Like, I really hesitated, not because... It was making a choice between spending this and paying for necessities. Thankfully, that wasn't the issue, but it's all this money for a game I've never played. Yeah. I I think I'm going to like, but I don't know if I'm going to like it. It sounds like I'm going to like it, but I don't know if I'm going to like it. So I feel like... You know, for those kind of dollars, I mean, I hope you've played, you know, gotten to play it at a demo or something, at least to know that you're going to yeah. like it. I get I mean, that. That's a big investment. And, you know, there's people out there, they have the, the disposable income. This just really calls to them. If that's you, good for you. I'm happy for you. I'm happy this makes you happy. I love that phrase that you use. But it's like that. It The price point just is a hard no for me. I mean, it's, it looks cool, but even the the at the base level, the 130, when you first were describing it, like, oh, that might be cool. Maybe I'll back it. No, I don't want to back it for 130. Yeah. It's just not, I'm not willing to spend that kind of money. I, you know what? I, if I'm being honest, I don't disagree with you. I mean, the reality is there are people who really like Zombicide, which is like a cooperative zombie adventure. I am not a zombie dude. So this game and previous zombie, like, 
Zombicide is the kind of thing that if I didn't hate zombies, I probably would own one of the Zombicides because there's a bunch of different ones. I probably would own one by now. Um, And if any one of them were going to grab me, it would be this one because I like Marvel heroes. But zombies are not my thing. (coughs) Excuse me. But it is. um, Yeah, this is one of those. um, I looked at this. Lots of people. Now, what, what I find really interesting is a lot of people are like, wow. $615. $615. That's crazy. I'm never going to buy that. And then they bounce off the entire campaign. And I've seen, and I'm starting to see like a lot of people be like, you know, if you don't go all in, you, you can get the, 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 the base one, which is still a lot of money, but there's a lot of game there. And I find it really interesting that it is, uh, that like, there's, there's a lot of folks that like super look at the pledges. And it's like, if I can't go all in, if all in is too much, then I just don't want in at all. Right. And I think that's – I think that might be going a little bit too far. I think for me, I definitely look at all the, the options, especially uh, with D&D supplements because a lot of times you can get like a PDF without getting the book. Right. Or right. you know maybe they'll have a, a soft cover book instead of a hard cover book and it'll be like 15 bucks cheaper or something like that. And I'm a huge fan of that kind of stuff. Um, so – it is so. I, yeah. Go ahead. It makes sense to look at the different options for sure. You know. Yeah, I think so. So many people are like they have to have everything. They are completist and they want if there's they're missing a piece, it's going to bother them. Um, so I just pulled up for that Kickstarter because if you go into pledge now, you can see at the different levels how many people have backed at each level. Yep. It's actually really interesting the spread. The level that is the most, um, o- almost 5,000 backers at the second level, but not mm-hmm. the le- most, the least expensive, not the most, the the $240 level currently has the most by a, a good lead. The and I think ones are in the other ones. Yeah. Like, go ahead. Linda. Like, uh, what is it? The lowest one is not even 3000. The third one is just over three or what is it? Uh, just over 2000. The most expensive is uh, 3400 so it's kind of yeah. in the middle. But it's, yeah. the, the breakdown is so interesting. Yeah, I agree. I think what's the – it's the uh, the resistance pledge is the one that is the most populous. That's at 240 and right. that one includes both the base game and the X-Men. And so I think that is probably what's getting it is the I want the X-Men Right. You know? And it's basically, yeah, the two core boxes for those. I have a feeling that gargantuan, like, devour, that the, you know, devour expansion, I don't think it's calling to people quite the same way. It's also only been revealed because one of the things Simon does and has done is these big pledge tiers have been released after the campaign launched. Okay. So, like, they just revealed that big one today. Oh, um, wow. And so here they're actually showing – I'm going through the list as far as the extras being added to your pledge, like the different stretch goals. And so these are a whole bunch of um, characters that are Kickstarter exclusive that are mm, coming. And that gets and, people. And this is definitely getting people over time. You know, like these are all the – you know, the, those are Spider-Man characters and these are all the um, – you know, so there, there's a lot in here. Um, and some of these are – I mean, there's Cyclops in here. Not paying two hundred and forty bucks for a zombie game, no. even if it's got Cyclops, even if it has Cyclops in it. Okay, like I want, <laughs> I wanna, but I can't. Okay, um, and I've actually seen plenty of people that are like, I'm buying the Kickstarter pledge that has the Galactus statue, and then I'm selling everything else. 
I've seen a few people say that, which I think is kind of smart because that Galactus statue is huge. It's like a foot and a half tall. It is Jeez. a giant you freaking statue. Race. You better have a yeah. good spot in your game room for that thing. My goodness. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, so that's Kickstarter. I mean, I think, I, I think, you know, that's our strategy for how we handle it. I still think it's a great place to pick up neat games and get stuff that you wouldn't necessarily be able to get at a store. But I think everybody's just got to keep their head screwed on tight, know their own limits, know their own finances, obviously, um, and then. You know, make a decision. I mean, the thing is, the other thing is, if you're comfortable buying stuff off eBay, all the stuff will be on eBay afterwards, probably even discounted, depending on what you're getting. So, um, so, uh, Linda, we did it. We did. We covered all the stuff we wanted to talk about. Everybody, thank you very much for coming and listening to Linda and I record episode 279 of the uh, Engaged Family Gaming Podcast. Um, next week, it's video game week. I'll be back with Amanda. We're going to talk about Pokemon Legends Arceus a lot. So um, let's be ready for that. We're also probably going to talk a lot about more mergers and acquisitions because there have been more of them and they don't show signs of stopping. Um, and, oh, po- oh, Mega Mom got herself a Pokemon Legends Arceus, so she's going to be able to... Uh, she will be able to play it hopefully over the weekend you'll be able to get a few moments to yourself to be able to play uh, so that you'll be uh, able to share your thoughts with us next week so everybody hope you have a great week Uh, we will be back next week for um, the podcast I'll be back on Thursday for the EFG show either with a guest or by myself we will figure it out Um, just Jeff's daughter is still not cooperating but that's okay when she's ready um <laughs> then he'll be back um but everybody i hope you have yourself a great week uh we will be back on thursday and until then don't forget to get your family game on we'll talk soon bye bye